Man, it's fun to watch y'all do that. Yeah, make us sit down real quick. I know, make you sit down. Who wants to pray? Somebody lift us up. That um, Who wants to do that? Who's in the spirit of prayer? Go, you want to pray? Hey, man, come on. Do it. You going to do it from right there? Alright, amen. Let it rip, baby. God, thank you for tonight, and I thank you for my daddy and my mama and my pop leading us in worship, and I thank you for my refuge family, and um, I thank you for this Christmas season that we're in, and just a time to um, be thankful for your birth and celebrate you, and thank you for tonight, and um, love you, Amen. 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 Thank you, baby. Stuff undoes me. We're in December. It's crazy, isn't it? You guys ever wonder? I mean, not wonder like off the path. I mean, but just wonder. Just start thinking. You ever? How many of us just kind of get in the car or shower or wherever it is? You just start thinking. Anyone? All of us. Yeah. Boy, our minds just go start going crazy, don't they? And when you hear the month December, what are some of the things that come to your mind? Christmas. Snow. Snow. Family. Family. Parties. I'm off work. Hey, birthdays. Exams. I'm behind. School finish. I'm behind. Flurry. Amen. Have you ever thought about it any at all? This past couple of weeks, I started thinking about it. I said, what was it, what was it like before Jesus? You know, before when December 25th was tagged with His birthday and His birth, you know, we as man, and, I'm, and when I'm talking about man, I'm talking about the species, we can take any and everything and argue it to death. <laughs> and, and that's not what we're going to do. We're just not going to do that. But depending on who you talk to, they, you know, they say Jesus was probably born more in the fall, September, October time because of the stuff that was going on in Scripture. And some will say this time, some. It doesn't really matter. We know that he was born. Right? And a great example of that is that my mom, forever, we celebrated her birthday on July 28th. When her mom passed away, and this was years ago, when her mama passed away, they started digging out stuff, and my uncle, her brother Milton, said, Joanne, we got your birth certificate. And so she got it, and looking at it, and said, Well, I'll be dog. My birthday is actually July 29th. And we've been celebrating it forever. It's on the 28th. So you see what I mean? It, we know that Mama was born because we can touch her and feel her and taste her and say, man, you look good, Mama. So it doesn't really matter. Same thing with Jesus. We know that He was born and, and we trust that. We know that He exited the earth. But it does make me think about like even all the way back to Abraham. Remember him. Back in the Old Testament. Back, he, he shows up in Genesis 15. And so there's this guy, Abraham. You know, And if you've ever been through the, the Sunday schools at all, we've sang this in here before, and for whatever reason, I always want to sing it. It's, you know, Father Abraham, 
had many sons. Y'all are good. Had many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of him. Come on. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right on. Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough. Jeez, I got to get that. Now it's going to be in everyone's head for the rest of the night. You're welcome as you eat your blue coast. But here's a guy that his name was Abram. He has this conversation with God. And God starts telling him, He said, man, you go to the promised land. You go. He changes his name to Abraham. And Abram, Abraham just picks up the tent and he just starts going. It makes you wonder, well, how did he celebrate? What did, what did they do in their calendars? And the thing is, is that Abraham, that's in Genesis 15. There's 14 more chapters previous to that. And if you're anything like me, if you're reading that, sometimes you read it like a novel and you think, well, there's a few days that have gone by. But if you, if you take the timeline from Adam to Abraham, gang, that's 2,000 years in 14 chapters. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of life. And so you go back and go, well, how did they, what did they celebrate? Because everything that they were about was following God. Everything that we've ever been taught has said that everything in this book points to Jesus. So in their traveling, how were they doing things that pointed to Jesus? Well, we know that God had this select group of people, right? But we also know, if you're, and there's sometimes that I forget that there's this other world out there. And the Scriptures call them pagans a lot of times. There's a lot of that going on. Gang, it wouldn't look much different than what we're traveling through right now. There's a whole lot of self-feeding. Now, gang, I'm a professed materialist. I like stuff. Got my mountain hardware on. Got my Yankees hat on. It's my bride's favorite. And so the thing is, is that why are we doing some of the things that we're doing? And so we go back to Abraham and we go back to, to the time of between Abraham and Moses and then we start pointing back to Jesus and going, how did they do it? So let's go here just for a second because look at, look at Romans 4.3 just for a second. Flip over there to your screen. Romans 4.3 And it says, for then this is Paul writing this, and it says, For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his what? Faith. Yeah, depending on which version you have sitting in your lap, it's his faith, his belief. And so, class, what does this word righteous mean? Right Come on. Standing. Hmm? Right standing. Yeah. How else can we say that? Good standing, acceptance, right? Because a lot of times, gang, now hang in here for a second. We as these folks that love Jesus, we go out of these halls and then we start using this lingo out in the world and they look at us and they go, what in the world are you saying to me? Righteous? What does that mean? It means you're accepted because of what? Jesus. This is before Him. So how was Abraham accepted? His belief. Belief in whom? In God. So he, he sees God, he's hearing God, and he believes what God is telling him. 
Do you? Do I? Do us? Sometimes. <laughs> and let's get real real with that. Sometimes God will woo something through us and we'll go, I ain't about that one, Lord. I know you want me to go do that, but I ain't about that one. I'm going to wait a little bit before I do that. And here's what he's referring back to. He's referring back to Genesis, just where we were talking about. Here's something to think about. We're not going to unpack it, but here's what I want you to think about as we start pointing towards Christmas. Because you see, Abraham and these guys lived in an era where these pagans were all around them and they did have holidays. They actually had one that was a holiday that was, that was around the sun. S-U-N. Okay? And so just fast forwarding, when people started believing in this guy named Jesus, they would start coming in and say, you're close. You're close. You're worshiping the sun with a U. Just close the top. Close the top of that middle letter and you got it. But Abraham didn't have Jesus. Abraham didn't have the Ten Commandments. So how did Abraham and his people exhibit grace without the law? They knew it. Okay. What about us? How can we get in the same boat with Abraham a lot of times? Because remember, that's a lot of years between Abraham and Moses. And he was credited as righteous because of what? Alright, so there's that. And then here's this group of people that says, hey, the only way that you can be righteous is that if you follow the law. Well, which one is it? They're both in the book. Ah, go to Colossians. I got great news for you. Colossians 1. Screens are helpful, but it's still good to feel that old paper flip, isn't it? Colossians 1. I'm going to start in verse 15. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. What does that exclude? He existed before anything else and He holds all creation together. Christ is also, also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So He is first in everything. How did Abraham know? Why did Abraham choose to believe that? Why do we choose to believe in this Christ? Especially this time of year. That who, we're not going to unpack that, but that what we just read says that everything was created for him and through him. A baby? But he was on the scene beforehand. 
I can't explain all that. There's no need for us to try to. Because remember, we know that He was born. And the thing is, is that can we explain to a people why? Or would you dread even having to try to explain that to anyone? Or would you just want to grasp that and say, man, please let me be the one to tell you why that manger filled up with holiness that night. Please let me be the one. Can I? Oh, I want to so bad. Is that where you guys want to be? How did they celebrate? we got a few ideas. Let's go here. This is a quick rundown of some of the festivals and parties and, and um, all of the days that God wanted us to honor in the Old Book, in the Old Testament. The chosen people. You ready? Here's a few of them. they got great names. Feast of Lots. not going to explain that one. This still, this still blows me away. Passover. Alright? So remember, Old Testament Passover, everybody's seen that? Jesus being born is the Passover Lamb. So think about this. For 32 years, Jesus participated in what He knew that He was going to be the sacrifice for. As soon as He could even probably audibleize anything whatsoever, He may have said Passover to His mama. To Mary. And she knew it. To Joseph. Daddy, I am the Passover lamb. Do you think He may have ever said that to them? I don't know. We don't have it. But there's got to be a lot of conversations in there of going, you know Dad, I got this one. Because Joseph and Mary knew. What about Feast of Trumpets? Doesn't that sound cool? That's for the Louisville, the Kentucky Derby. It was the calling of repentance. Now gang, here's the one we are going to hang in with a little bit. Now these went on throughout the year. So as I'm saying these, they went further on in the calendar year. Okay. So the last one would be Hanukkah. That's the one that we're kind of close to right now. Alright, so I'm going to work my way back up. And then it would be rejoicing in the Torah. That's the first five books of the Bible. Feast of the Tabernacles. You get any kind of reference of that they liked food? That God enjoys for us to participate. Now gang, this is okay. And this is why we push people into the homes. He wants and desires for us to gather with each other in meals. This one especially that we will partake of tonight. The Lord's Supper. He really digs that one when we come together unified. But this one right here, Yom Kippur. You guys ever heard of that? Sounds fancy, doesn't it? It means Day of Atonement. Now gang, put your mind around that one. Day of Atonement. And you'll probably remember this scene. I mean, it was the scene... That before Jesus, the year before Jesus, you remember this guy Zechariah going into the Holy of Holies? Now what that is, that was the big that was the big worship place, and only one time a year that one of the priests from the twelve tribes and they got to go in by by chance. I mean throwing the dice. 
Zachariah, you're the man. They put a rope on him. And he goes in, and he and his bride had been praying and begging for a child forever. And they did not have one. And they were getting old. And the angel came and said, Zachariah, I got great news for you today, man. Y'all gonna have a baby. And here's what you're gonna name him. His name will be John. And he's gonna be the one that's gonna tell everybody about the coming Messiah. And Zachariah laughed. <laughs> he laughed. And I can't say that much blame him. Because how many years before had Zachariah seen him and his teammates go into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement? That that day was that that would meant that they were covered for their sin. And an angel comes and says, your boy, your son, the one that you just laughed about, that you'll name him John, is going to be the one that's going to tell the world that a Messiah is coming that will take away the sin of the world. That you'll be covered forever. And he comes out of there and can't speak a word. How did they celebrate? How did he celebrate that, that year? How did he go home with Elizabeth? How did he go home with Elizabeth and explain to however he could that, that babe, this is going down? And she believed him. Because see, she'd been praying for it as well. They believed in a God that would deliver not on their time, but His time. And so they start to carry this out. And, and months before the Messiah is about to be born, you remember this. Mary goes into her house and the baby inside Elizabeth, John the Baptist, leaps for joy. Leaps in her womb. How did they celebrate? I think they were celebrating right then. Then here comes Jesus. Here He comes. Colossians 2. You don't have to turn there. I want you to just close your eyes and, and drink this in. I want you to picture a baby. I want you to picture a baby in the manger. I want you to picture a baby in the trough. The baby that Mary and Joseph knew was the Messiah. The one that everyone else probably ridiculed. This is what they knew was going to come through their baby. In this way, He, that's Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly. Remember undoing shame? By His victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbath. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ Himself is that reality. Verse 18, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels saying they have had visions about these things. Their simple minds have made them proud. You see, verse 20 says, you have died with Christ and He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. And so what he's saying, he said, so why do you keep on following the rules of the world? The baby, when the baby came and grew up and got on the cross and exited the earth, Atoned for everything. It starts in a manger. <laughs> it starts 
in a manger. I don't care what day it is because we're going to celebrate it every day. Y'all, let's do that. Let's not wait till December 25th or December 23rd to have this cool candlelight. I say we celebrate that every day. And so that's what we'll do. How will we celebrate? As we close, I want you to drink these words in. It's the babe in the manger. And when the babe in the manger grew, he said, Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I, Jesus, and the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. You see, our ancestors celebrated His initial coming through all of the rules, through all of I got to's, through all of the festivals, through all of that. And Jesus just came and He said, look, I don't want you to focus on the things to do. I want you to focus on Me, then you'll know how to do it. When you focus on Me, Jesus, the empower of your life, and when you believe that you have been made with this incredibly cool uniqueness, remember what we just read, that everything was made through Him? That includes everyone in here. We just said nothing can be excluded from that. So from the babe in the manger, to drink in the bread of life. To partake and drink Him in. Doesn't that take on new meaning for us? That He's atoned for everything? So I don't have to worry about what I'm doing. I can just focus on Him. And He'll tell me how to do it. Father, I thank You so much for a people that get it. Lord, I thank You that through Your birth, that that was the start of the ending of all of the regulations that we would need in order to gain acceptance for You. That God, that as Abraham gained righteousness through his faith, we're in the same boat. Lord, I thank You for that. Because if it was left up to what I had to do, I am going to fall way, way short. So Lord, thank You that everything that we are about is based on You. Lord, I pray that if there was anyone in here tonight that just doesn't quite really understand who You are but wants to, that they would tug on somebody in here that they trust and let them get to explain the birth of You. <laughs> our Savior, our Messiah, our Redeemer, and our Savior. So Father, as we partake of the bread, and as we drink in the cup, we do so knowing that You are coming back. So in some way, we're like our ancestors who were praying for You to come. We are celebrating already knowing that You're coming back. Thank You, Father. Thank You for the manger. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Feel free as we start to sing and close. Mm -hmm.